Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. Are you a Jacob? Have you had a zigzagging path throughout your life that eventually brought you to Jesus? Pastor Jim teaches today about the amazing testimony of Jacob, who got his start in life as a schemer, but the Lord took hold of his life and turned him into one of the patriarchs of Israel, God's chosen people. Jacob's story is proof that God can find you wherever you are and set you on a path towards righteousness. All that is required of you is to surrender to His ways. Well, let's join Pastor Jim in the book of Genesis chapter 28 as he continues his message, Grace That Is Greater Than Our Mistakes. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place. And it says that, then that word can also mean that he puts it under his head, can, can, mean, can also mean that he just puts it around his head. So either he's using a, a rock for a pillow. So you think your pillow stinks. Maybe perhaps to keep himself awake if he hears any animals coming. Maybe he's got it for protection around his head. Like, okay, I can take it if they bite my leg, but I don't want them to, to do that. So he took one of the stones of that place, put it around his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, when you see that word, that's always look, take notice. What, what's coming now is going to be either very important or somewhat startling. A ladder. Some of your versions say a stairway. It uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, I like the word stairway better because it just it, it, it gives a little bit more, it makes the illustration a little bit better as we see there's going to be angels going up and down. And, you know, a ladder's kind of narrow, like, excuse me, excuse me, um, instead of just kind of walking up and down the stairs. And so a, a ladder or a stairway was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So, so, the, so the angels are on this ladder, this stairway. As God's providence would have it, Jacob has arrived at the place where Abraham met God when he arrived at the promised land. Jacob doesn't know it. It was a long time ago. And, but here's the issue, and it's an issue for Jacob it's an issue for many people who call themselves Christians, and it may be an issue for you. And don't feel bad about it because it's actually an issue that we encounter here at our church quite often, where people say they come here and they are Christians, and then they're here for a little while, and they say, you know what? I don't think I really am a Christian. And so Jacob has never met the Lord. The promised line of the Messiah is promised through him. His grandfather is Abraham. His father is Isaac, no Abraham for sure. But Jacob has never met the Lord. He, I mean, he heard his parents talk about Yahweh. He heard his grandparents talk about the Lord 
but he does not personally know the Lord. We read about the Lord appearing to the other people and talking to the other people, but, but he does not know the voice of the Lord. He's just a guy out in the wilderness, hoping the coyotes and the wolves don't get him. And so he's out there. And again, this, this may be you or someone you know. I would ask you to please listen carefully to the few of the things that I want to say next. Believing in God is not the same as an experience with God. Believing in God is not the same as an experience with God. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, coming to some church service and, you know, hanging off the chandeliers. We don't do that here because we don't have chandeliers. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. It, it, believing in God is, is not the same as an encounter with God. It is just not the same. Believing in God is not the same as believing what God says. Plenty of people say they believe God, God, but they don't believe what God says in his book, the Bible. Now, this is something that we see a lot of in the book of Genesis. It's not just about saying you believe in God. Throughout much of Genesis, the Bible characters are confronted with, will they trust God? That's why a lot of times we substitute the word belief for trust. That the word in the Bible for belief is more similar to our word trust. Will they trust God? And it is in through trusting God is in how we come to know him. But that, that's real faith. Real faith is an experience with God it is an encounter with God. It is trusting God. It is knowing God. And Jacob is at the point in his life where he's saying to, has to say to himself, admit to himself, I, ha- I don't know anything about this stuff. And, and he needs it. And we all need this. And again, if you're here and you have never come to that place where you can say that, it begins by putting your trust in God, and we will see more of this as we go along. So here's Jacob alone in the wilderness. It's dark. There are are wild animals that come out at night. And remember, if you are with us earlier, it said that Jacob, that Esau was a man of the field, So Esau would have been good, come at me, more meat for me. But it said that Jacob, remember what it said about him? He was a man of the tent. So he liked liked to sleep in a tent, but now he's not in a tent. Now he's just under the stars with a couple rocks around his head. Now, I highly doubt he is laying there thinking, oh, I know for sure God's going to appear to me in a dream tonight. This is my night. I think more so, he's probably thinking, will I make it to the morning? You know, what if a pack of wolves or coyotes or some animals come in the middle of the night and they just decide that I'm going to be the dinner? Yet notice this about Jacob. Jacob has been lying all along. 
He has been not trusting God. Yet God has made promises to him and to his family. He's been blessed by his father. Why does God come to Jacob? And the simple answer is, is because Jacob is broken. You don't come to God with pride. You don't come with arrogance. You don't come with thinking you're smarter than him. You can go out and try it and you find out you're not so smart. You come to God when there's nowhere else to go. When you get to the bottom of the barrel, do you ever hear that expression? You're going to find there's only one person there, and his name is Jesus Christ. And sometimes God will allow us to get to the bottom of the barrel, to get to the worst place, to the place of hopelessness. So we say to him, if you don't help me, I cannot do this on my own. How often it is people come into radical, radical relationships with God through brokenness and hopelessness. And that is where they meet him. If you are broken, if you are so anxious that you don't even want to go out of the house, you're afraid to try anything, you don't even want to go to sleep at night, you're just at that level of, of anxiety and, and, and pain and sorrow and suffering and your life is this wandering thing, and you just, you're like, I am so, so very broken. I have one thing to say to you. Welcome. Welcome. We are so glad you are here. And I hope you will continue to come. Because we are a group of people who are broken and are being put back together. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. God wants you to know that he is more than willing to come to you. So much so that he sent his son Jesus to come to you. That's how serious he is about this. In other words, God offers Jacob, offers you and me, the opportunity to have his grace, his loving kindness triumph over our sin, triumph over our mistakes. Isaiah 59, 2 says this, but your iniquities or your sins have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So instead of waiting for Jacob to come to him, Instead of us waiting for, you know, God waiting for us to come to him, God comes to us in the person of Jesus Christ. It's an interesting thing when you're a new Christian, you usually think, well, I was sort of looking for God, and you walk along with God long enough, you're like, I wasn't looking for him. He was on the prowl for me. On the run, out in the wilderness, God lets all of us know it's not hard for him to get to you. 
Did all of you know that God has a tracker on you? He's tracking you. And it's not hard for him to find you. And here we have what some call the the stairway to heaven. Do you know what that is? It's a Led Zeppelin song. (laughs) But I'm dead serious about this. This is not the stairway to heaven. This is the stairway from heaven. This is God coming down to us, not us going up to him. And you say, is that that big a difference? It is all the difference in the world. It is all the difference in the galaxies. This is the stairway built by God himself. Religion has all the stuff you got to do to get to God. All the stuff you got to get to do to God. Some of you heard me before when I was grew up and going to the confessional booth. And, the, and I'd say, you know, I don't remember the last time I was here. And inside I'm like, I sure, certainly know what t- was the last time I was here. And I go, can't remember any sins either. When I really should have said, you got a few hours, pops? <laughs> and then I got to go out and say a few prayers and light a candle. And even, even when I was a kid, I was like, something is really wrong here. But I can do whatever I want and, and just somebody waves a magic wand like a Jedi, okay. You know, and, and that it's okay. So religion has all the stuff you have to do to get to God, but biblical Christianity has Jesus, God becoming a man and coming to us. Religion is you doing everything you can do to reach God. Christianity is God doing everything he can do to reach down to you. It's not about us getting to God. It's about God getting to us. And when God gets to you and you realize it and you put your trust in him, that's what it means to be surprised by grace. So there you have this guy dreaming, probably in his own dream, like tossing and turning, like, what is this? The picture is clear, the stairway from heaven, the angels going up and down, demonstrating the connection between heaven and earth, that God has done something to connect heaven and earth. Uh, Just a quick note on angels. We have them in our house. Some of you have angels in your house. I have no angels in my house. Well, I live with an angel. But uh, would you please... (laughs) And um, we have them in our house. We buy them on cards. We call certain people. We know angels. But an angel is a messenger from God with a message from God. And you ever notice what they usually say when they appear to people in the Bible? Don't be afraid, right? (laughs) So it's a scary experience. Perhaps it was meant to show Jacob that God is guarding Jacob and his promise to Jacob will come to pass, that you don't have to worry about it. But most of all, centuries later, a couple thousand years later, it's 
There's something in the New Testament that's actually very, very easy to miss because there's one line in it that makes us sort of just move through the passage quickly. John chapter 1, verse 43 through 51, beginning of Jesus' ministry. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. That's why I don't use the term Christians very much. I I prefer the term followers of Jesus because plenty of people say they're Christians and they're not followers of Jesus. Jesus calls people. He He does what we call the effectual call. He asks you to follow him. Maybe some of you are going to hear that call to follow him. You've never heard it before. Or maybe you're wandering and he's like, follow me again. Now, Philip, verse 44, was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's the thing that steals this passage. That's everybody remembers about this passage. But it is not the most important thing. Philip said to him, come and see. That's a great way to to talk to people. Come and see. When we leave here, we go and tell. When we're out there, we tell people, come and see. Verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said, Behold, an Israelite in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So I don't know what was going on in the fig tree, but apparently he thought he was there by himself. Nobody could be seen. Maybe it was some personal prayer or something like that. Maybe he was reflecting or reading about the passage of Jacob, having the angels appear to him. Who knows? Nathanael answered, said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? Now listen very carefully. You will see greater things than these. Verse 51. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you, and it's plural. So he's speaking to people, a group of people. I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Not on the ladder, not on the stairway, upon the Son of Man or on the Son of Man. What is Jesus saying? I am the stairway. That's what he's saying. I am the stairway. I am the way you get to heaven. I am the way you get to God. I connect heaven and earth. You come into heaven via me. Let's go back to Jacob, verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. So what is he saying to him? You're going to live through all this. You're going to live through all this. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread across to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And you and your seed and all the families of the earth 
shall be blessed. Probably a reference to Jesus. He's the blessing. Behold, look, check this out, okay? He's going to tell him three things. One, I am with you. I am with you. Don't forget it. No matter where you go in life, no matter where life takes you, do not forget the fact that I am with you. And two, I will keep you wherever you go. Wherever you go, okay, I'm with you. I'm going to protect you. And three, I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. All right? You can count on me to be with you every step of the way until you get everything that has been promised to you. So verse 13 tells us that the Lord stood above it. People debate, is it, is it over you know, the whole earth? Is it over the stairway, the ladder, whatever? It doesn't matter. The Lord is above it. Okay? He sees everything. So do you have anything in your life that doesn't seem to be working right now? Did you have anything thing in your life that you thought might turn out a, a little bit better or maybe you think God's not working at all? God's like, no, 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 no. I'm working. Okay, you don't see it, but I see it. Okay, so he's above everything. And how gracious the Lord is. I had written Jacob off a long time ago. And before you think I'm too judgmental, I'd have written me off a long time ago. What are you laughing at? I'd have written you off a long time ago too. <laughs> and you'd have written you off a long time ago too. Right? That guy? You got to be kidding me. I'm the only guy who, who meets people who I know from my previous life and tell them I'm a pastor and they start crying. Surely there is a God. <laughs> but Jacob has not yet had that real experience, an encounter with God, so the Lord keeps calling him. And maybe that's you. Maybe the Lord is calling and calling and calling and take it from someone who has been down this road before, you will not win. And it can be very painful if you do not listen to him. In a very real sense, yes, we are all Jacobs. And I know some of you might disagree with that. And if you disagree with that, my question to you is simply this. Are you sure you know the grace of God? Now, you say, well, I haven't done a lot of stuff that Jacob did. I mean, he was, we've already studied him a couple of weeks. The guy was messed up. Okay, the comparison is to God. And people say, I'm a good person, but the comparison is to God. You know, everybody's like, well, I'm not Adolf Hitler. Like, like wow, you've really set the high bar high. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. The comparison is the perfect and holy God. So if you don't, it, it's possible you don't know the grace of God if you don't see yourself 
if you don't see some of, of Jacob in you, which if you don't know the grace of God, it means that you don't know God. In fact, you may want to build your own way to heaven. You may be like, I don't like this thing where I got to trust in God and God brings me to heaven and I don't want to do that. Well, people try it. If you're taking notes, go back to Genesis chapter 11. They built this thing called the Tower of Babel. People all throughout the world are searching for security and significance. And those people were too. And they ended up They failed. They ended up scattered. Why? Because the Lord wasn't in it. That wasn't God's plan. You can try all you want. And some of you probably are doing it or you have. You can try to earn your way to heaven. You can try to work your way to God. But here's my question for you. How good is good enough? Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love brings you the great hope of the gospel to equip you to reach others with this transforming message. In a world filled with fear and mistrust, Pastor Jim provides the path to freedom in a clear and transparent style. Changed by Love needs your help to reach thousands, including your friends and neighbors. Find out the ways you can team financially with Changed by Love by visiting our website at changedbyloveradio.org or call 862-217-9686. Pastor Jim would love to hear your story and how Changed by Love has impacted your life or someone you know. Your encouragement goes a long way. Thank you for spending time with Pastor Jim Kevney and Changed by Love.